Start down the magical road to sweet surprises. This adorable version of the classic Candyland game features the fun illustrations that kids love. Do you want to be Molly Mallow or Giggly Gumdrop? Choose your sweet character and then dance your way along the rainbow path to Peppermint Forest, the lagoon of Lord Licorice, and Princess Frostine's Ice Palace. Let your imagination soar as you make your way to King Candy's castle to win. My favorite thing is is waiting and moving. And moving. What do you think about Candyland? Is it a good game? Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about Candyland. You so you um uh you move you move the you move the characters that you wanna be and other um colors like it and you kind of score when you get close to the Candyland castle. Why is it your favorite game? And you start um you start at the back. Hmm. Why is it your favorite? And there's colors. The, it's my favorite because I like candy. So it makes you think about candy. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say about it? Um no. My daughter loves this game. Um, when we recently went to the Evergreen Tabletop Expo, she asked if the designer of Candyland would be there. <laughs> that did was you, how amped she was. Did you have a conversation with her about life expectancy? And We did. We explained it. And uh, yeah. Um, and then when we went, uh, my son had brought his Thunderstone card to get signed. Right. And uh, she brought one of the Candyland cards, but she forgot it in the car because oh. I was so going, you know, she, I was going to let her ask. And yep. I'm sure it would have got signed. Oh, she's pretty adorable. She's so pretty I'm pretty adorable. sure somebody would sign was, that. Anyway, yeah. She was like, I'm, uh, yeah, this is going to be great. The Candyland designer is going to sign my card. <laughs> and then she left in the car. And then she just, forgot in the car. Just getting crushed left and right on this uh, one. I know. Um, I will agree your daughter loves this game as uh, I'm over at your house quite often. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe three times total, yeah. she has not asked me to play Candyland. <laughs> so yeah, she, it's it, like, it's her crack, isn't it? It sees the table. Yes, it does. <laughs> it seizes the table. <laughs> it's a game in the rotation, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, sadly. I mean, people have, you say Candyland and you're going to uh, get an immediate reaction from yes. people. Uh, usually of one kind. Well, it depends. There's definitely... On the age of the person. Yeah, if they are, <laughs> let's say, six and under, mm -hmm. it's one reaction. And yeah. if they are, say, six and over, yeah. it's a very different reaction. Very, and it's, yeah, in, yeah, intense on both accounts. Yes. But, I mean, you know, there's a reason the game has been around as long as it has. The, the minute we looked into the history to explain to my daughter why she couldn't meet the, <laughs> the inventor of Candyland or the designer... Um, we, I'd never really read the backstory before. Right. And, uh, the minute you do, you're kind of like, oh, it's hard to hate the game. Right. Uh, designed by Eleanor Abbott in 1948 as she's recovering from polio in San Diego. Uh, she was a retired school teacher. And so she made the game to entertain kids in the polio ward. Um, and then I don't know who, but somebody encouraged her to submit the game to Milton Bradley. And she submitted a version drawn on butcher paper. You know, I'm sure, you know, game publishers often get this. Yeah. <laughs> Look what I... Uh, yeah. Here's my game I made on Butcher Paper. Uh, no, I agree. I think if anyone is hating the game, oh, the game's stupid. 
And then you're like, oh, it was designed by someone with polio to entertain yeah. kids, <laughs> you know, with polio. They're like, oh, I guess it's not that stupid. Exactly. You just polio. Just that's it. You don't need to say anything else. Really? <laughs> really? You hate this game? Oh, I suppose you love polio then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know who else loved polio? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, she submits it to Milton Bradley, 1949. It gets published. Wow. Um, so that was some nice butcher paper that she was. passed in. Um, and it's the uh, same year in the U.S. Uh, the U.S. version of Clues released by Parker Brothers, huh. just for context. Um, so Milton Bradley executive Mel Taft, he liked the game. And in his book, uh, Timeless Toys, uh, author Tim Walsh says that Taft saw it as a, quote unquote, temporary fill-in, a small step away from the school supply business that had dominated their lines since the end of World War II, which I did not know. I did not know that either. Um so, and up to this point, Parker Brothers had, you know, been doing a lot better business-wise. Mm -hmm. So they were looking at something, you know, to, yeah, really get them in the market a lot further. I mean, they had shoots and ladders that they had done in 1943. Right. And it, in some ways, this, you know, it's, it feels like a bit of a follow-up, but mm -hmm. with a cuter thematic overlay. So there's more going on. It's not so abstract. Yeah. Um, a bit more targeted. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's that, you know, the race game um yeah and then the, yeah. the design itself i mean it's it's a pretty the design hasn't changed too much no and this is a game definitely where design is is the game mm -hmm. right like you know <laughs> if it wasn't a cute candy land with rainbowy colors what would it be exactly yeah i mean it hasn't always been as as kind of over the top as it has been it right. when it started it was a map the explorers have always been a boy and a girl though mm -hmm. um cards were part of the original design which i i didn't even realize in 2013 they had been replaced by a spinner because spinners make noise you know i i i the minute i heard that i thought oh i don't know I, that just seems to me like it took some of the magic out of the game yeah. I, I don't know. There's some about the cards. My my kid loves those cards. She loves mm -hmm. it gives her power. I like she shuffles well, got, the cards. It's a pretty vintage version that you guys have, it's right? Not that, no, it's not that old. Is it newer? It's newer. It's, it's just it's just well played. Oh yeah, she decimated the box. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Those cards you see, I, she didn't sleeve them. Like <laughs> I have a set of Dominion that I haven't sleeved that does not look anywhere near yeah, <laughs> as, as worn out as it, your, no, your candy lens. It's totally true. Has she marked the cards now? Maybe is that it now? That now you might have to sleeve it, it so she doesn't Ooh, know what cards coming like, up next. Yeah, I could see that from her. Oh, well, yeah. The uh, the play pieces were originally wooden pawns mm -hmm. and then plastic gingerbread men. Um, I don't even remember what they are now. I, for some reason, I think they're little plastic inserts with the characters in them really i thought they were more like the pieces you get like in sorry or sorry depending on i don't even know i'm, I'm probably confusing shoots and ladders she has a version you know, i don't they're yeah. all the same in my head yeah i don't know the game the game what she makes you play i sigh yes and then i have fun um there was originally the four sweet characters molly mallow twir twirly girl cutie cone and giggly gumdrop which which one's your favorite mm, giggly gumdrop sounds like a good name it does. I you might be partial to Giggly Gumdrop I, I think for some so. reason. Yeah, the original cover of Candyland uh, does not show Candyland. It uh, the board has a candy landscape, but no characters are on the board. Um, the original designs huh. with two children and Gingerbread Man. So it kind of reminds you of Hansel and Gretel or the Gingerbread Man. So it has this very like old storybook mm -hmm. feel to it, kind of menacing almost. Because yeah. what that conjures is not necessarily happy and fun. It's kind yes. of like. 
like Wizard of Ozzy, you know, it has a kind of undertone. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's definitely conflict in this. So I think Eleanor Abbott, kind though she was, was trying to just give the children all nightmares. Is that is that no. where you think she's going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and it's not clear if her artwork was used in the original. Right. Um, there's And there's suggestion that in the original drawing, uh, it kind of hints at a boy having been a polio victim due to marks on his leg. And you, they show the drawings between right. the, you know, the original and the later one. And But then the girl also had a weird mark on her leg. So I think it was just somebody who was lousy at shadowing. Yeah. I don't know if it's kind of a revisionist or, or look on the whole thing. Even or... just early printing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look great. So I don't know. It, who knows with that. Um, but but yeah. I, I like the idea yeah. that the character had well, polio. And I think so that's... that's why they went with it. Yeah. Is exactly. It's one of those things that even if it's not true, I'm going to choose to believe it. Yeah. Because it, it makes... It makes the game a little better look at that boy he's overcome his yeah. his or, problems or gives so. you something to stare at if you're playing the game i, I guess so does that guy have just polio? Think, think about polio wire yes oh so yeah a few uh later changes uh 1985 saw a variety of additions including uh the legend of lost candy castle narrative being added uh king candy queen frostine lord licorice princess lolly were added to the game and also an antagonist lord licorice right. uh and the monster named gloppy uh, is in the molasses swamp, and Mr. Mint is shown with a peppermint axe, cutting down trees, but possibly so much more. So yeah, there's this kind of a. There's a again, they added a little I, edge I, to it. I really like the the horror variant that you, you are you, like, you are espousing. That is, yes. I I assume the worst. I'll get her to stop playing this game, Mr. Yes, Mint. We can play it, but if you get trapped by Mr. Mint, he's gonna hack you up into millions of little pieces. We'll have to throw out your token. Candyland is classified as a race game, uh, but I'm not sure where this race is headed. Nowhere good. It, well, no one wins. Don't you have to defeat Lord Licorice at the end? I, I don't, aren't you going to his castle? No, it's King Candy. Oh, and there was yeah, you used to. There was some. We'll get to it in a bit, but okay. there was some mathematical analyses done on the game, mm-hmm. uh, which is beautiful yeah, to read. That, that somebody I loved took the time. That, yes. That's almost what made me want to do this as a topic. Yes. In fact. Um, but they, there was some question cause originally I think you, there was a purple line and there was a lot of, you know, mm, very controversial. Do you have to go over the line or land on the right. line? And then they changed it to kind of a rainbow. Mm-hmm. So then every color wins at the end. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, not sure how the, so you get to King Candy's rainbow bridge or something at the end. Right. I don't know. Anyway, that's where the game's headed. Okay. Yep. I can see it. Yeah. Um, but you know, after, so with all that design and with that background of why it was done, mm-hmm. Candyland becomes a huge success. And, uh, again, Mel Taft, uh, the executive recounts to the, uh, the author, Tim Walsh, that Eleanor gave most of her royalties right back to the kids. She brought, su- bought supplies and equipment for all the schools. So again, how can you wow. hate this? Yeah. You are the biggest D bag in the world if you hate Candyland. Cause yes. you know, Hey, she was helping the kids. Yeah. Uh, it's so is she responsible for polio being eradicated in the Western world? Was pro- that probably? Was that her? Probably. Okay. Yeah, I think Candyland had a you know it was a candy inoculation that you yes. received. Um, it still sells over a million copies a year. Wow. Which is not surprising. And uh, Tim Walsh says that surveys find I, again I don't know about this, but surveys find that ninety four percent of mothers are aware of Candyland, and over sixty percent of households with a five year old child own the game. 
No idea about the where right. you got the survey or the sample size. Could but have been those three are people. But, but those are numbers. Those are numbers. Yeah. And you can't deny numbers except with information and facts. I will believe the ninety four percent of mothers are aware of Candyland. I would think I, so. I, even now, I'd say hey, like I knew what Candyland was. If I yelled was. in the street and I yelled Candyland, you get a lot of people will he say who knows it and a lot of hands will go up. Right, or the you police get, would show up for sure. Someone would beat you down for that. Yeah, I think. Why'd you make me think of Candyland? No, just uh, the the you know reports get twisted. It'd be like there's a man over there in the street shouting right. <laughs> that he's going to take kids to a Candyland. He's got a white van. Yes, um, with Candyland drawn on the side. It's oh. not, not good. So thought a lot about the uh, why is this game so yeah. popular? I mean, I think from the you know after you think about the game design and its success, you go okay, well why? Uh, one thing I suspect is it's inexpensive. Um, you look at the Hasbro site right now; it lists as seven ninety nine for the base game, which then, is ridiculous. Yeah, it goes up to like almost twenty for you know a branded version or something. Right. But I think, but it, yeah, like eight bucks. Yeah. So it's the easiest gift game. Yeah, eight the, bucks, and you can entertain four kids for half an hour. Exactly. Look yeah. at Sally. I got you this giant box. Yes. <laughs> Aren't I an amazing aunt? Or uncle, or whatever I am. Oh, play with you. I've got to go. <laughs> Running away. But your mom said she would play it uh, right now. Because 94% of mothers <laughs> know and hate Candyland. Uh, no reading is required. Mm -hmm. That's a huge That's a big one. one. Yeah. Uh, minimal counting is required. Yeah. No decisions. No strategy. Uh, and the theme is not offensive. Except maybe children who have encountered witches in small forests. What about diabetics? diabetics oh you're right that's a growing yeah. concern i wonder if they yeah. have to change this is like low sugar they'll probably just put the little junior diabetic foundation there logo in the corner yes. yeah <laughs> low yeah. if you eat Candyland, is low in the glycemic index <laughs> yes uh yeah okay uh low and low player age so it's currently recommended three plus which mm -hmm. means it's totally inclusive and everyone can enjoy or yes. endure it um so there's a lot of no's there. It's, it's no nothing. But at the same time, it's just simple colors. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of it. It's like people view it as uh, almost not educational, but they can kind of console themselves by saying, hey, it teaches basic colors to kids. Right. Uh, so it's doing something. So I guess it's worthwhile for me your, to play it. Your pediatrician will say it's much better than sitting up in front of the TV for half an hour. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, light counting. Um, yeah. I, is it even counting though? Because uh, it's like you go, you just oh, keep moving right. until you get to the next color. Well, I guess of you, that color. Like counting is in one or a two. That's true because you get the double the, color. The double and then color you go to the second one. Do you yeah. know how my my daughter's numeracy has advanced because of this game? <laughs> why <laughs> it's why it's fifty percent better, one hundred percent better than it was before. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. No. So yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know. She feels empowered when she plays it. I think. Mm -hmm. Um. Be kind of because of that, because she can master those minimal elements. I think she buys into the theme too. She, like yes. she gets really excited mm -hmm. when one of us has to move back to the gumdrop because we got the gumdrop card. She does. Yes. That's because she's a terrible person. Yes. And also. she also recounted the whole story about how lic the licorice guy trapped the licorice spot that you had to stop on Ah, when you like lose a turn or something like that i honestly can't remember she's building a whole fantasy overlay no you were like oh that's interesting and then you looked at the instructions and you're like oh no that's Did I, I don't remember this yeah that's literally I'm, what it says you I'm... must have read it to her at one point and ah. then she's internalized it or completely. she just or it just came out from the design 
the design is that good. It might. It just. I don't think it was that. No, she said it like verbatim the story, and you're like, that sounds ridiculous. Picked hilarious. up the instructions and went, oh, there like it is. The, I've blacked out all these yes. experiences. It's it's like uh, Candyland is like some kind of college binge drinking thing. Right. You just you know you're a little ashamed afterward, and you're. You have it. Somebody had fun when somebody, you do it. I yeah. hope there was nobody with a phone recording. Yeah, this. and you just try to black it all out. Um, the uh, yeah, like, and yet just, you're still I'm, for the game. I'd like to point out again that you are for this game I'm, as, a, as I'm for existence for fun. Okay. Um, short play time. Yes. Uh, I think it's like 15 minutes. I mean, again, I play. We play Speed Candyland, which yeah means it's less than 15 minutes. Board Game Geek listed as 30 minutes. I don't. I don't even know what the board. Lists. I think if you had more players, maybe. Yeah, because you you probably mostly play it two player. That's true. I think you have four player. You're doubling that time. Oh, you're so right. So 15 becomes that's, 30. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, that's my basic math skills. That would, that would totally make sense. Yeah. And You uh, really need to get three other people over to play Candyland. I really do. Yeah. I got to get a Candyland guild. I'm going to yes. start one of those on Board Game Geek. <laughs> Going to my game night? We're going to do Candyland. <laughs> Candyland. Shoots and ladders. We're going to mix it up with some uh, you know heavy play. We're going to do some Euros just to mix it up. Yeah. Light stuff. And then we're going to go back to the Candyland, man. I got a new worker placement game. It's called Tiddlywinks. <laughs> You're trying to place your workers <laughs> into the bowl. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> if we, yeah. At least the game is frequently updated. Okay, so so thirty minutes. Uh, BG, mm-hmm. Board Game Geek list is thirty minutes. Yeah, um, but technically the game could take way longer. Forever. Yeah, it could. Uh, but we'll get one. We'll get to that. Yeah. That's in the math section. It is. Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. The math is still to come. <laughs> this is the one time when it's it's actually the good thing. That's what that's what they call a tease in the business. <laughs> a tease. Math ahead, folks. Oh, oh! You so, lucky, lucky listeners today. All right, but yeah, so they they're constantly making this game uh, updated, yes. trying to appeal to new generations. So there's been a lot of iterations. I, I did notice that there was a we're not paying Disney money for Frozen, but check out this Frozen princess on the yeah. cover of this Frozen Candyland. Exactly. We can use the word Frozen. We can put a blonde princess in a blue dress, yeah. and we're okay. I would love to find out who's the head of uh, product development for this at uh, Hasbro yes. right now. Um, but they're probably in some kind of witness protection program. <laughs> so, but if you're out there and listening, we would love to talk to you because I'd be, that would be an interview. How decisions on big games like this, yeah. games, they're high no, stakes is it decisions. Genuinely, I'm genuinely yeah. fascinated because yeah. it's, it's a hard thing. Is there a committee? Is there one person in charge that, that's sort of spearheading the group? Is it something you give to all the interns as they come up? And yet it's a million sellers no, they still. give it to people like Rob Davio, the, like the big hitters who are at the company, at these big yes. companies. They, it's like, oh no, better push that one up to the uh, experience designer. This one's going right. to be a real tough one. <laughs> Put a frozen princess on it. (laughs) (laughs) Axis and allies was easy stuff. Or is it just someone who has like the Disney lawyers on speed downs? Like, what could we put that won't get us sued? And that's basically the question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. But they love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now for the math. Ooh, math time. So on his website, Barium Wise, which I love that he lists himself as Barium Wise, PhD, father. <laughs> that, that is a good qualification for this. Now, is that PhD, comma, father, and he's actually a, Father Barry Wise? Or a PhD in father? Or oh, he, I see. Yeah, like, is that uh, another title, I wonder? He's, he's That's a, how I read it when I looked at your notes. Oh, I actually read he, it that he's, way. He's Dr. Priest. Yeah, it's possible, right? It could be. Yeah. Dr. Priest. Come so on. he either has children or probably doesn't. And I like his name is Wise, so... He, Paging doctor, <laughs> doctor, 
Priest Wise? Dr. Wise Priest? I uh... Dr. Wise Priest. There's a heavy metal band name right there. Dr. Wise Priest. We got that one. Anyway, so he may or may not be a father. He may or may not. And he may or may not be wise. But one thing he can do. He can do math. Yes. He notes that there's a 3.4% chance that a game will go over 75 moves and a 0.77% chance the game will go over 100 moves. Um, And another uh, math guy, Nick Barry, on his website confirms the calculation that 99.2% of games will finish within 100 card draws. That sounds like eternity to go over. But yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, that that slight chance that your game's going to go 200 moves. I mean, really slight chance, though. Really slight chance. Because that's the problem. That's the problem. Once you reshuffle, you got those those cards that were helpful at the beginning of the game to move you forward. They can now drag you back to that cinnamon bun. I wonder how the spinner, the spinner must throw all this out because this would have worked with cards, but the spinner. Yeah, because there's now you have you, replacement, right? Yeah. You could conceivably get green every turn. Exactly. So yeah. th- this all goes out the window. So if you've got the card based game. But then most kids with a spinner cheat because you can right. see the special ones. And if yeah. you want it, you'll fudge it so it lands on it. Hmm. Uh, I remember true. we did play a spinner game with your daughter. <laughs> where you had to get either sunshine or clouds. Yeah. And she's like, it's on the line every time. Yeah. <laughs> like if 99% of the arrow is pointing on the cloud and 1% is pointing on the uh, sun, yeah. it's on the line. I have to respin. You know, it, between giving, I, I let that one slide because yes. I had to get her to stop shaving her dice down. Exactly. I, I've been picking the big fights, Jeff. It's. <laughs> You've lost so much money to her at You've craps. Got to stop handling mercury without gloves, okay? Yes. This is <laughs> You're going to get beat up at the casino, you know that. <laughs> you and your brother wearing the big jacket. So <laughs> I feel like we went places. Yeah. But basically, so if you're playing the classic card version, yes. There's a slight slight chance it will go on forever. Yes. That you could never finish a game. Well, it's like 200 and something moves, I think. I didn't. I forgot that number, but it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It yeah. would be. I don't even know how long that would take. There's no way you're finishing that game, right? You're like, you know what? I got to make dinner. Somebody's flipping a table. You won. Oh, but yeah, it is worth. We'll post the links on our website, breakingdads.com, uh, for this one. It's it's worth checking out their analyses in in detail, just because it's there's a lot of graphs and it's very yes. pretty. And you look at you know your your average play times, like how many rounds. I think you're. Uh, you're looking into the 20 some right is you know the typical uh, i can't remember if that's median mean or whatever but it's in 20 some 25 ish right so it's still possible so you can imagine 200 game or 200 rounds would go forever see and then you have to go what a balanced game this designer has built mm. where if if you're averaging 25 rounds and you're playing four players and there's 100 guards in the deck mm. then that's the perfect last card win. They've they've honed this thing down. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Respect that. Yeah, but uh, apparently there are some people that don't respect <laughs> that. So uh, Board Game Geek shows it having an average rating of three point one eight out of ten, which was seemed a little high to me. Yeah, uh, with twenty three hundred and fifty two ratings. Okay, twenty three hundred and fifty two of you. Why did you spend your time rating this game? <laughs> Yeah, that people hate it that much. And my guess is, if you look at that three point one eight, that what it is is people that are rating it based on their kids' enjoyment of the game, giving it you know eight, nine, ten. Yeah, very rarely. And then a bunch of grown up people, the the coming in and going, I don't like this game designed for three year olds. 
1,026 of those people felt compelled to leave comments. Yeah. Not just rate it. No. And so there is a part of one page that is um, given tens. Yes. <laughs> and then many pages that didn't. That's uh, Yeah. I mean, that, that just shows you what kind of reaction that it gets. Well, I think a good example of the reaction it gets is if you look at the, the variance part of the the uh the message board yeah i love those variants you people tell us about these well first off let me i just like the idea that there's these grown-ups that have felt compelled to come in and try to fix this kid's game yeah <laughs> and they come up with some creative ways yeah, well these ones i mean they're not entirely serious i suppose but these well, are well, all playable perhaps they are these are all technically something you could do yeah yeah so we, we'll start with uh might not be kid-friendly it depends on where you live and how you feel, yep. but it's called Candyland Marksman's Delight. Hmm. Um, and, Tell me more. Uh, yes. Here's the necessary game components, game board, game cards, mm -hmm. um, additionally required items. At least uh, 22, was that caliber? Was that what that means? 22 uh, LR rifle. Yeah, 22 caliber or rifle. Or a 177-22 BB pellet gun. Right. So a, yeah. light, a light rifle. And at least one scope for spotting. That's uh, yeah, that sounds That's like necessary. an ideal That's thing. Necessary. I tell you, there's not depends enough... how hardcore you are in this variant. I the... think the advanced users might not use a scope. Well, that sounds like that would be difficult. Mm. That would be difficult. I don't know, but I will say there's not enough board games that require a scope for light spotting. That's true. So, okay, well, if you don't have a gun, what else can you do? Uh, well, there's the uh, the two player ninja variant. Hmm. And this one actually um, it was designed to make it tolerable for adults, but I think that kids would like little kids would hate this to a huge degree because little kids hate when bad things happen to them. Mm -hmm. So in this one, uh, you, you each pick your initial colors, and then uh, you take um, one of the other remaining nibbles. So it's a two-player version. Hmm. Um, so you take the other two to become your ninjas, right? So say if you picked the the green player piece, and then you had a red, the red piece would be your ninja. And if you had the yellow playing piece, then the blue one would be your ninja. Hmm. Uh, and then you shuffle the cards and you pick uh, a secret ninja card from the stack. Hmm. right? So you're drawing a card off the top, but you don't show anyone. Right. Then you play Candyland normally, but when an opponent lands on a space that's the same color as your secret ninja card, mm -mm. you reveal your ninja card, and then your ninja attacks. Uh-oh. And what you do is you place the ninja um, on the board 10 spaces away for grown-ups, oh or 3 spaces away for kids, uh, and then you Flick the ninja towards the target so it meeple. Becomes some kind of dexterity game. Yeah, it becomes a dare. It's like uh, it's like Crokinole meets uh, what's this game? Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had the blackout again. I had the blackout again. What have we been talking for twenty five minutes about? <laughs> Where am I? So they added a dexterity component. Yeah, and if you if you knock over the target, then it has to go back ten spaces. Hmm. Uh, which again, I think is awesome because I think my kids would love flicking their ninja at my guy and knocking me over. But I also know that my five-year-old, if I were to knock over his meeple and send him back 10 spaces, there would be tears. Lots and lots and lots of tears. This isn't a parent. This is a sadist. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know if this was a serious variant or somebody who hates children. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, there are a couple other rules. So after, after you've made your attack, you draw a new secret ninja card. Hmm. That's important. Um, and if the secret ninja card you picked is a special card like the gumdrop or the candy cane, then you can ninja attack at any time. That sounds... Uh, I don't like this variant. It's I, a little more It's a little more PvP. My daughter would not be a fan of this. So yeah, exactly. An attempt at making a PvP Candyland. I, I respect the intent. 
your daughter will be a big fan of flicking her ninja at your guy and, and knocking you down. Yes. And would not be a big fan of getting knocked. No. But uh, again, well, when you might. play when you play with little kids, yeah. you gamify it, right? So you're right. probably going to try to miss. Now, the problem is I've seen you in dexterity games, mm. and I feel like your attempt to miss may result in, in a hit. Yeah, well, very much so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would play this. No, you don't like that one? No, I don't. Okay, like well, one. I have the ultimate um, variant for you. Okay, good. Is this one easy? Uh, this is, I think, I like this one because um, the rules are very simple. Okay. I think anyone can do it. Hmm. Um, and uh, you got to give them marks for naming it, too. It's the Nuclear War Expansion. Sounds promising. Yeah. So it's Candyland. Do I need to get uh, depleted uranium? Or? No depleted uranium. You do need lighter fluid, ah. which you then pour over the whole thing hmm. and set it on fire. Okay. Um, they do. There is a there is a variant to the variant too. If you mm. like, uh, for extra atmosphere, you can toast marshmallows. That over the I flames. was going to ask. That. Yeah. Does it does it require marshmallows? It doesn't require them. But that's an option. But it's option. Yeah. That's, that's if you good. Option. Spend the extra. I like money. that optional gameplay. Yeah. So that was a, I think a very helpful variant that a grown up person took the time yeah. to write on the board game geek page. For Candyland. I got to say, there is an impulse I have when I've, I've talked to you about this. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to fix Candyland. Yes. <laughs> like when you, I, it just is a result of having played it many times. It's one of those games that you, your, your designer brain immediately right. goes, how could this be better? Because mm -hmm. like it is perfect in the sense that it accomplishes what it's setting out to do. Yes. But it, it's, it, it, gives children endless joy and infuriates adults so mm -hmm. like how could it be i get the idea of the ninja attack it made it kind yeah. of interesting for the adult but again no, didn't fix it for the kid i doubt there, there's tons of card drafting variants for it where mm. instead of uh drawing a random card you have a hand of cards and you're playing your optimal right. card for that time huh. uh, so there's lots of things like that 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 real variants of people who have also had the urge to fix yeah. this this again, what is a diversion for children in pain? I don't think with you polio. Can, you, I don't think you can fix a perfect game, though, Jeff. Is that you've seen the math on it? Yeah, you know that's pretty. It's mathed out. I don't, I don't think it can be tweaked. Yeah, no. So yeah. you try. I would say just recolor the board in some fancier other way. So I think you know now that we we find it hard to hate the game. Yes, uh, I was reading an, another article, an academic -y article. Kind of, cold. I don't know. It didn't seem that academic-y. Seemed like an attempt at an academic-y article, not to be too dismissive, but it was like, yeah. Uh, it was a, in the Journal of Play, and it reminds us that it wasn't until the 50th anniversary of the game, uh, 1998, that the backstory of Eleanor Abbott came to be celebrated slash exploited is mm -hmm. a term that she uses in the piece. Which uh, I, there's a, a little bit of cynicism, I think, about uh, right. their use of the backstory and bringing it out at that time period. So people mm -hmm. for decades didn't know about this for 50 years. So, you know, are they, is that yeah. really just crass marketing or are they really celebrating it? And it's hard to see, I could see both. Yeah. Because they're both legitimate. I think they probably legitimately wanted to celebrate this kind of poignant moment in their well, history. Also, it's one of the few big game company massive selling games that doesn't have a lawsuit-based history. <laughs> yes, it's true. So I can see why they would bring it out to celebrate this one. Eleanor Abbott and Gary Gygax got into... No, well, that was a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know how I feel. I, I, I mm -hmm. doesn't ruin it. I, the, the backstory made me uh, feel have a softer place yeah. for the game. It's hard which, to hate it. Which hate is it probably yeah. good and good for the lifespan of the game. And yeah. either, kids don't care either way. Kids don't know what polio we, is nowadays. Yeah, exactly. I and told my daughter, and she's like, eh, 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 yeah, still fun. Let's play. So people used to have 
Apollos. Yeah, Apollo, exactly. Um, and the, the last thing I ran into on this was that there was a film version planned by Universal. Uh, and as late as uh, 2011, Adam Sandler was negotiating to star in it and co-write, but I like this part, with Robert Schmeigel. Yeah. Uh, you know, TV's Funhouse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, uh, whatever, Triumph the Insult comic dog. Yep. So... I don't know. I was like, oh, that Adam Sandler. Oh, Robert Schmeichel. Okay, that might be interesting. It could be interesting. But then I think... It could be terrible. It might have got shelved after the success of Wreck-It Ralph. Which was it the success me... of Wreck-It Ralph? Or was it the failure of <laughs> Battleship? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know which it was. So I, I, as much as I was interested to maybe you know see what would happen with that, I don't think it's going to happen. I just can't see it. You say that now, well, yeah. But they are true. doing another pirates movie, yeah. And I feel like that's going to start the hey, let's license weird things again. It's true. Trend. And someone in Hollywood has written several checks to keep that option open, open for however knows how long. Wreck It Ralph was really fun though, and my kids loved that yes. movie. So it would be hard to see doing a better job of candiness than yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. Good luck. Really though, good luck or yeah, good luck. No, kind of, again, I, I wish Robert Schmeichel good luck. Yes, <laughs> I, I would like to see what warp and bizarre thing would come out of that, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a serious movie. It'll be like Punch Drunk Love Part Two. This time it's in candy. Yeah, well, yeah. in which case I would I'd, I'd applaud that. Yeah. Lost in Candyland. Lost in it'll be like candy Lost Land. in Translation. <laughs> be a romantic comedy starring Adam Sandler. All of my sisters live in Candyland. Yes. Oh, so I feel like I learned something. That I, I did not know that Candyland had a history. I just assumed it always was. Well, you, you, know? you assumed it was birthed from uh, the molten egg of Hades. I, I actually thought it was just a crass commercial play. Like, yeah. let's, let's make a game that's easy and cheap yeah. and, and has things that kids like. I think it was a crass commercial play, but its designer roots are, right. were not. So I think Milton Bradley's, you know, their, their business. Yep. They made a good business move, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I think most like most good successes in business, there's a crassness to it. But yeah. I think, but there's no lawsuits in this one. No, that's, 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 that's true. That we know of. Yeah, there may have been a true. lot there, of payouts. There's not public. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, Downside did have polio, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that's a win lose lose win situation. So I think this might be the last epic gumdrop. Now that we've really climbed to the top yes. of the mountain. And uh, we've the Candy Mountain with Candy Mountain. We've we really outdid ourselves. And I think after ripping apart Candyland, what mm-hmm. else is there left to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any good well, stories gonna, to we're, tell. We're gonna do the epic three parter on shoots and ladders. Uh, uh, just give people the yeah. idea of the structure of it. The, in the first episode, we're gonna go up, but in the second episode, we're gonna slide down mm-hmm. quite a ways, yes, quite a, further than we had actually climbed previously. Off the board. And then on the third one, we're, we're going to go home crying. It's a yes. It's a story of man's triumph over nothing. It's it's man versus nature, mm-hmm. or man versus environment, I guess technically. Yeah, because it's not na- it wasn't a natural environment. Yeah, it's basically shoots and ladders is basically the the cube of board games for children. <laughs> That's the tagline they're going to go with on the next That's... edition. Yeah, shoots and ladders cube edition. Yeah, why uh, are we here? Don't I'm ask sure, questions. I'm Whoa. sure David Cronenberg has the option. I think <laughs> for so. that one. So. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. I think that's definitely where we have to go next. I think so. Yeah, the world of children's games, it could be dark. We got to we got to find that darkness. Yes. 
All right. Well, until next week, I am James. And I'm Jeff. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>